I just want to say for my wife and I that we love to be with God's people and we love being here in Katyville. Uh, it is a joy to serve and we are thankful that each of you came. As I was praying and preparing my heart for the service, the Lord reminded me of this thought. You know, sometimes after the service I try to greet most of the people. Once in a while I'm talking to one a little longer and someone slips out the door and the Lord reminded me, do you know who the most important person is here today? It's you. All of you are just as important to anyone else, to Christ. You are important. Do you know who the least important person is here? It's nobody. <laughs> We're all important in God's eyes. And I want to say I appreciate the spirit in this uh, church here at Mosaic. I call it Katyville Wesleyan because that's what I'm used to in the past. I appreciate each one of you being a part of this church, Christ Church, and I count it a privilege to serve. I thank the Lord for my wife because without her, uh, there'd be all kinds of ragged ends in my <laughs> ministry, believe me, there would be. And I am so thankful that uh, we enjoyed the trip, we enjo enjoyed seeing the beautiful Adirondacks and uh, good hospitality at the friends that we stayed with. I felt uh, this autumn time of the year would be a good time to remind us that sometimes we have sunshine and we love the sunshine and we had beautiful days this week and sometimes we get the shadows and the rain. Um, where would you sooner live? Well, I like the sunshine. I was outside and taking walks and working on deer trails and the sunshine this week. And we don't always like the shadows as much. But I want to speak to you this morning about, from God's word, of one of my favorite disciples, Andrew, who was called to serve Christ in the shadows. I love the sunshine. Yesterday, my wife and I dodged rain every stop we made. A lot of us don't prefer the rain and the shadows. But I found this little poem once, and it matches Andrew's life. The shadows, Lord, the shadows? That's not the place for me. I much prefer the sunlight. Now that's the place to be. But Christ Jesus whispers gently, take your cross and follow me. Though you much prefer the sunlight in the shadows, I'll use thee. Three things under the thought Andrew called to serve Christ in the shadows. The first thought is this. Andrew was called to serve Christ in the shadows of his family. The scripture that Pastor Judy just read for us reminds us that it was Andrew, one of the two disciples of John, who were standing by John the Baptist when he says, look, the Lamb of God, and I like the other part too in another passage, who takes away the sin of the world. 
And when John said that, there was something that began to beat in Andrew's breast. And he said goodbye to John, and he followed Jesus to where he was staying. And when Andrew sensed that he was the Messiah, he found the treasure of the Savior of the world, the Messiah. The first thing he had to do was find his own brother, Simon. We know him as Peter. He found his brother, and he brought him to Jesus. And ever since that moment, Andrew has lived in the shadow of his brother Peter ever since. We always can identify with Peter. Peter had that foot and mouth disease, always stuck his foot in his mouth. And many of us resemble that, don't we? And, and we like Peter stepping out of the boat, you know, and walk on the water to go to Jesus. But then he got his eyes off Jesus and began to... We can all relate to Peter. There's so many colorful stories about Peter, but Andrew seemed to live in the shadow of his brother ever since. But if it wasn't for Andrew bringing his brother to meet Christ. Andrew lived in the shadow of his brother ever since, but God used him in the shadows. Amen? Have you ever lived in the shadow of a brother or sister? Raise your, no, no, don't raise your hand. <laughs> your brother or sister might be, no. Uh, I, I had the privilege of going to Houghton College for a special seminar uh, by default of United Wesleyan closing. I'm a, um, belong, an alumni, is what I was looking for, of Houghton College now. And I was there for a seminar, and I was uh, asked to be a guest of a, of a couple who lived on the Houghton grounds, and it was Alton and Eileen Shea. Wonderful servants of Christ, one of them an outstanding artist. Alton has lived in the shadows of his brother, George Beverly Shea all of his life. And his wife, we were talking about it, and his wife turned to her husband and said, my husband, Alton, can sing like George can. But we are so thankful that God has been good to us. May that be our spirit, amen? May we rejoice in other Christians who are used by God in great ways and just rejoice that he even uses us at all. In Matthew chapter 4, we find one of the first scriptures about Andrew and how he served. Matthew chapter 4. As he was walking, as Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the sea, 
since they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. You know what I see Andrew doing? He took his basket of fish to the market that day. And he said, see you tomorrow, Peter. No. Or see you tomorrow, Andrew. No, you won't. What do you mean? I'm beginning something new in my life. And Andrew began to fish for people from that day forward. Wasn't in the limelight, it was more in the shadows, not like his brother Peter, but he served. Three things to remember. First of all, our first mission field is our family. Each of us have a family. Earn their respect. Love them. Be kind to them. Pray for them. Thank God for the good you see in them. Even those who are unsaved, even those who don't know Christ, love them, be thankful for something good in their life. I was in a revival meeting at our first church. Uh, Reverend Kermit Farlow was the evangelist, and he told the story of a young man who felt called to the ministry, and he, his father was a farmer, and his father worked hard but was not a Christian, and he went off to college uh, and uh, came back for a visit, and he wanted to go to his dad and just hug him and thank him for letting him go to college, and studying for the ministry and helping to pay for his college. But his dad was kind of a silent, you know, man, and he didn't. And went back to college, and his father died. And we had a couple more nights of revival, and Sunday morning we were in church worshiping. Reverend Farlow was preaching. And the Lord reminded me of that illustration that sometimes we don't thank the members of our family for the good things we see, in the, even if they're not Christians. And I had a tug on my heart. I got up and left the service. I went over to the parsonage, and I called my brother George, my only sibling of the seven of us that wasn't a Christian. But there are a lot of good things in his life, and I thanked him for them. He did not get saved that day. But shortly after my father died, my brother got saved and was like a different brother for 27 years. Our first mission field, oh God, help us remember, is our family. Help us to be true. Help us to be faithful. Some of your family may refuse to share the treasure of Christ it hurts, especially when you love your family member and time after time you've reached out to them. But I've seen more than one be true and win that family member. It may be years later, but in the words of that song, it will be worth it all. Amen? When they come to know our Savior, Jesus. We can't give up, my friends. 
Some time ago, I preached about how God loves uh, those in our family who don't know Christ yet, or even we, we have talked with some uh, about our prodigal brothers or sisters or our prodigal children. And I wanted to mention today Isaiah 59.1. I pray that verse and I claim it specifically on Fridays over my unsaved family members. It gives me hope. It reminds me how great Christ is. It says in Isaiah 51, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand, and it was outstretched so far on the cross, is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. And that encourages me. His arm is long enough to save that prodigal in your family and in mine. His ear is not too dull or not too heavy. He hears your prayers and mine for the unsaved family members. So I encourage you, don't give up. Andrew served in the shadows of his big, his brother Peter, that big, bold fisherman ever since he brought him to Christ. But he continued to serve. Once a uh, news reporter was asked to go and in, uh, interview a conductor of a great orchestra. The orchestra was about to play in the city. And the reporter said, uh, man, there's so many instruments. Can I ask you as a conductor, which is one of the most difficult jobs in the, in the orchestra, in the whole, which is the most difficult instrument to play? And the conductor said, one of the most difficult jobs in the whole orchestra is to play the second fiddle really well. Not the first chair. Andrew served Christ in the shadows of his family really well. The second thought of Andrew serving in the shadows, Andrew was called to serve Christ in the shadow of his friends and the church. There's a couple scriptures that began to get a hold of my attention. The first was in Luke chapter 5, where it talks about when... Uh, Jesus is teaching by the shore and Andrew's, or Peter is cleaning up the nets. And then Jesus calls to Peter and says, let me get into your boat and preach. So he gets in, preaches to the crowd. And then he turns to Peter and says, let's go out into the deep and let down. He says, Jesus, we fished all night and caught nothing. Jesus just keeps looking. All right, all right, if you say so. So he gets in and goes out. And then it mentions in that passage that uh, when Peter let down the nets, they got so much fish that they had a signal to their brothers, James and John, and the other boat came filled both boats with fish. Do you know whose name is left out? Andrew. We're all human, but may God give us the grace 
that if our name isn't mentioned for helping on a committee or helping to clean the church or helping, that we'll continue to serve like Andrew. Another passage of scripture. Let me turn to uh, Matthew 17 and verse 1. You know, Andrew was one of those four fishermen that Christ called. James and John, Peter and Andrew. But I want you to notice, Jesus picked an inner circle. It was only three of those fishermen. Guess who was left out? After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up on the high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured in front of them, and his face shone like the sun. Even his clothes became as white as light. Andrew stayed down at the bottom of the mountain. You know what I see him doing? Taking a basket of laundry to the river and washing the other disciples, maybe Peter and James and John's in the river. He continued to serve even when he wasn't on the mountain in that beautiful light. There's another passage in Matthew chapter uh, 26 that mentions again about the inner circle. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and he told the disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray, taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. He began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Again in Gethsemane, just before the cross, he took Peter and James and John, and who is left out? Andrew. But Andrew's still serving. I imagine Andrew picking a basket of figs and taking it to the group of disciples and to the women, Mary Magdalene and others who followed Jesus, and serving the other disciples. One more time in Mark chapter 5, you remember Jairus came and asked Jesus to come and heal his daughter that was sick, his 12-year-old daughter, and Jesus said, I will come. Then they're interrupted by that woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And then just when that miracle took place, some friends from Jairus' community came and said, don't trouble the teacher anymore, your daughter is dead. And Jesus said the words you and I need to hear sometimes, only believe. And so they went to Jairus' house. There's a great commotion. And Peter just took, or Jesus just took Peter and James and John and took the inner circle into Jairus. Guess who's left out? Andrew. Over and over again, he was left out. Where was Andrew? I don't know where he was all the time, but I can see him picking a basket of apples. I picked apples this week. What a joy it was. And he gave them to others. He was serving over and over again. Andrew found, I believe this church, 
sanctifying grace to serve Christ in the shadows. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. Remember some of the words, love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud. We're so human. <laughs> you know, the struggles we, th- we have sometimes when we can't serve in the sunlight, but Andrew found grace to serve in the shadows. Galatians chapter 5, verse 26 says, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Andrew just kept following Jesus, just kept serving in whatever capacity, though it was in the shadows, he served. At our last district conference, I saw Pastor Franklin there and I saw James Jock there. I went to greet Reverend Harry Wood. Uh, I saw him, he was district superintendent of Penn Jersey District for a long time and I greeted him and thanked him and hugged him and he says, the person you want to see is right over there and it was his wife she was selling Dr. Earl Wilson's sermons after he died and I quickly bought this book and not too long ago it really spoke to me I was reading on page 166 in his sermon on the mind of Christ And in this sermon, he he preaches from Philippians chapter 2. One of the first is verses 2 and 3, or verses 3 and 4, I'm sorry, that he says in this book is, don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. And Paul continues to write to the Philippian church and he says in verse 5, one of the greatest texts in the Bible, 5 through 11, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who although he was equal with God, he humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death. And God has exalted him as we sang today and gave him a name above every name There's a beautiful passage about humbling yourself and serving humbly. And then in the same chapter of Philippians 2, we find in verses 20 and 21 Paul's words about Timothy. He says about Timothy, he said, I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. Timothy had the mind of Christ and was willing to serve no matter what capacity he was in, even if it was in the shadows, and God gave him grace to serve. You know what Dr. Wilson said in this chapter? 
He said, I believe it wasn't because Andrew was exceptional or Timothy was exceptional or Paul was exceptional, although we all know Paul was pretty exceptional. He said, it wasn't what they did. It's that God gave them grace. And isn't that what he wants to give to you and me? Grace. I love what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. We can all own this verse. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power or my strength is made perfect in weakness. That was powerful to me. And Reverend Wilson wrote, I believe God is saying to us all, I don't have any more grace for Andrew than I have for you. I don't have any more grace for Timothy or Paul than I have for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Thank the Lord. Sometimes we serve Christ in the shadow of the church. I had the privilege of being in uh, Indiana, taking one of my master's courses, uh, studying for my master's in the ministry degree. And there were about 40 ministers maybe in the group that day, and we were talking about the church and serving. And one pastor from Holland, Michigan, no, it's not the big Holland, Michigan Wesleyan Church, he serves in a little one. Poorer section, but he was a soul winner. He would win a a troubled widow to Christ, and they had a, a grief program over at the big church, and she went there and started going to the big church. And then he'd win this family to Christ with the young children, and they were just a small church, but the Holland Big Church had a ministry for children, and Time after time, he'd win people to Christ. Was he a loser? (laughs) Sure, I know he wasn't. He was called to serve Christ in the shadows. And I thank God, sometimes that's where God uses us too. One more thought. God called Andrew to serve Christ in the shadow of the masses. Remember the story of the feeding of the 5,000? I, I remember when the crowds were so vast, 5,000 men besides all the women and children, 15, 20,000 people. Jesus turns to Philip and says, where are we going to get enough food to feed you? Philip says, it would cost so many years' wages to feed. And Andrew pipes up and says, I met little Johnny. And I, I knelt down and said, Johnny, what you got there in your bag? A lunch. Mom wouldn't let me come listen to Jesus without a lunch. Andrew says, I know moms, yeah. She's a. He says, I have five, fi- uh, five loaves and two fish. And Andrew, when he hears the call, he says, Jesus, there's a boy here with five loaves and two fish. 
Jesus says, bring him to me. You know who it was who went to the boy. Andrew comes back to Johnny and says, Johnny, would you be willing to surrender what you have to Jesus? Sure. I can see Andrew taking him by the hand and bringing him to Jesus. Jesus looked up to heaven and asked God's blessing and broke the fish and the bread and the disciples. And remember, they filled what? Twelve baskets with the leftovers. Johnny was so excited, I can see him taking off, running for home, bursting in the door as your kids will sometimes. So excited and says, Mom, Mom, you wouldn't believe what Jesus did today. He took my little lunch and he fed 15,000 people. Johnny, I've told you. Knock at the door. His mother opens it up. Johnny's right beside her. And Andrew's there. What did Jesus say? Give and it shall be given unto you. I believe God wants to use us where we are and serve him. The shadows, Lord, the shadows, that's not the place for me. I much prefer the sunlight. Now that's the place to be. But Christ Jesus whispers gently, take your cross and follow me. Though you much prefer the sunlight in the shadows, I'll use thee. Andrew served in the shadows of the cross in the shadow of the cross till the end of his earthly life. Andrew was bound to a cross at the end, tied to the cross, as I remember the ropes on that cross, and preached Christ to his persecutors until the day he died. Do you know I believe God has a plan and a purpose for each of us. And maybe the Spirit of God is speaking to someone in a special way, calling you to trust Jesus as your Savior and to live for him the rest of your life just you. And don't be afraid to say, Jesus, I will follow you to the end. And I pray that someone might find that grace to say, I will follow Christ. You can do it right where you sit, or God may call you when the group sings to kneel at the altar and just say, I'm not ashamed to say, I will follow Jesus. Or he may be calling to someone, no matter how young or how old we are, to say, 
God, I feel you calling me to serve you in Christian ministry. Even if it's in the shadows, I'll follow you, Lord. You will never regret it. He wants to use you. He wants to give you grace to even serve Christ in the shadows. Ministry team is going to come and almost see Andrew, can't you? Serving. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart. Oh, that we might be led in love to those around us to serve Jesus. You know, Andrew lived in the shadows reminds me of someone else who served thought of others above himself chose to lay down his life on an old rugged cross wouldn't that be something if God would make us more like Jesus like he made Andrew Jesus thank you for your love for us and thank you for all those who serve in your shadow, like Andrew. May we notice in the church and in our community those who quietly serve, and may we appreciate them. And we take, may we take up their mantle. May we take up Andrew's mantle to serve our Christ, even if it's in the shadows. Go with your people. Keep your hand upon them for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay in fellowship and have uh, some of those uh, good things because I surely can't eat them. I'm honest. Love to see you there.